What's a hokey? I am. Who's having a fantastic Monday afternoon? We are. This is Billy Ray Mitchell here in Nova, joined by Pat Finn in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Grayson Wimbish in Los Angeles. We are the Sons of Saturday, and we are recording a hashtag nothing but positive vibes podcast today. We got recruiting. We got a top 10 basketball team. We have a top 25 basketball team. We have a wrestling team beating up on top five or 10 ranked teams, depending on where you get your rankings from. There's so much positivity to cover. It's just oozing with positivity, and we're here to talk to you all about it. We're the Sons of Saturday, and Pat is going to kick us off, as he always does, with a hokey haiku brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. I had the opportunity to go in and say hello to Jeremy. Jeremy's doing great. Um, if you need prescriptions, if you need good vibes, you need something for the house, play Mrs. Pac-Man. Go get yourself a Center Street Athletics t-shirt or one of the Bass Pro Shop shirts, which we must restock because they were awesome and they are in high demand. Head on over to Main Street Pharmacy where you are more than a number. You are a neighbor. Pat, hit us with, hit us with some poetry. Grady B rolling in hot with a haiku today. Winter sports rolling. Three teams nationally ranked and recruiting fire. Wow. Recruiting is on fire. I mean, what what is going on? This is a uh, this is a pinch me I must be dreaming type situation that we have uh, entered here. I feel like this is the best 36 hours of Virginia Tech recruiting in a very long time and and could not be coming at a better time. So no. I am very excited. No, we're gonna t- we're gonna cover all of the recruiting angles, and I just want to tap in on this. Look, we've said it before. Hokey Twitter, usually in a, a lukewarm mo- mood at best. I think the uh, approval ratings for Virginia Tech athletics and football and everything is trending upwards. It's been great. It's been fun. We've avoided football for a while here. We are about to just talk football. For quite some time here, and Grayson, I know you have uh, all of the scoops of the guys who have committed, so let's go down the line, person by person. We have five folks to talk about in the last 48 hours. I'm not a math guy, but if you divide that, that's like a commitment every, what, five hours? I don't know. I, I also am not a math guy. But, no. uh, but yeah, so like Billy Ray said, there's five. We're going we're gonna to run down real quick. The first one is Aiden Green. Aiden is a 6'1", 167-pound receiver from Powell High School in Tennessee. He previously had committed to Cincinnati, but actually backed off of his commitment when Luke Fickle took the job at Wisconsin. Need receivers. Really excited about that one. This guy is our second highest commit. Second highest rated commit in the entire 2023 class, uh, which is big time. We know how badly... We are desperate for receivers at this point. Um, and Aiden Green is our, uh, he had offers from Arkansas, Mississippi State, Tennessee. You got three SEC schools off the bat, uh, as well as Pittsburgh, UVA, West Virginia, Cincinnati, um, as you said, Grayson. And I'll throw Tulane in there. Had a Tulane offer. The Green Wave. Tulane had a good year. So uh, we're going to give the Green Wave some love and, and include them on this list. Who's next? We got Jeremiah Coney, who is a six-foot running back from Hermitage High School in Richmond, Virginia. That is the alma mater of one Coach Fontel Mines, as well as former left tackle standout and currently still in the NFL, which is crazy, Dwayne Brown. Hokies remember him. He also notably plays linebacker, but right now all reports are pointing to him playing running back for the Hokies. So need running backs too. (laughs) We need – all of these guys on this list, so that would make uh, that would make him the eleventh guy from Virginia in this twenty twenty three class. Uh, Coney hails from RVA, man. Uh, so good to see more Virginia. I know uh, another guy on this list is also a Virginia commit. Uh, we'll get to that. I guess he would be number twelve technically, the first transfer from uh, Virginia. Coney had offers from Boston College, Maryland, and UVA. Notable, notable from the Power Five. Um, it feels good getting some guys that uh, you know have have some power five offers. I know towards the end of the uh, the previous era, there were some some of the lower ended guys who 
didn't have that many power five offers and it was mainly, you know, G five and you know, so-called App state, um, Norfolk state, old dominion. It, it, it's fun. To, it's fun to beat out other teams that, that we want to beat. Exactly. Like beating out Boston college. We should always beat out Boston college. We should always beat out Maryland. We should always beat out UVA. So that's what's happened with, uh, with Coney. Uh, let's pop, let's pop over to the next one. <laughs> Good one, Patrick. Third one on the list is William Pop Watson the third. He originally committed to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He actually hails from Springfield Central High School in Springfield, Massachusetts. And in 2022, his senior year, he passed for 2,059 yards and 17 touchdowns. Hokie fans will also like this. He rushed for 863 yards and 21 touchdowns. Dual threat, I think, is an understatement with Mr. Pop Watson the third. No doubt. Uh, I visited Virginia Tech on December 10th, made his decision shortly after that. As you said, he was originally committed to Nebraska, but other schools he was being recruited by. We love to hear this. Kentucky, Michigan, Oregon, Tennessee, Arizona, Boston College. Those are schools I like to hear that we're beating out. So William Pop Watson. I also want to say Aiden Green, Jeremiah Coney, William Pop Watson III. These are some these are some fun names in the. I don't know what they're ranked. I mean, we know what they're ranked on twenty four seven. I don't know what they're ranked in the. I don't know social security depository uh, name rankings, but they got to be got to be pretty pretty high. <laughs> Pop Watson committed on Sunday. Had another quarterback commit today. I think oh. it's awesome that you're getting you're, you're stacking the quarterback room uh, as well. But Springfield, Mass. I don't remember where Wabisa Beatty was from. I know he was from Massachusetts. Um, I love, I love, wait, I love, (laughs) I love how we consider all of these like New England states. And I do the same thing as being extremely small. So everybody from Massachusetts, like has to know everybody from Massachusetts. That's just, that is not what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Mabisa is from North Andover, Massachusetts. North Andover. There you go. Very, Very close to the New Hampshire border. Um, Geography majors out there. You know, uh, William Watson III, Pop Watson, he is the fourth-rated uh, recruit in this class. Uh, he has a .86 or – excuse me, .876 um, rating here on 24-7 sports in his composite. He is the eighth-ranked uh, player in the state of Massachusetts. I, I, I made the Wabisa Beatty reference because I feel like you never really hear of anyone from Massachusetts – playing sports at Virginia Tech, specifically basketball or football, um, you know, you get your guys, half the baseball team is from Massachusetts. And that's kind of just, you know, how it always is. You know, Massachusetts, they, they pump out baseball talent. But I'm just curious, you know, throwing this out there, who from Massachusetts uh, is a notable name in Virginia Tech football or basketball history? Because I think I think it's a short list. There it- there's probably one person that we're just completely not thinking about right now, but because I always think of guys like you know Kevin Jones from Pennsylvania, and I like you, you have those one one like Kevin McAdam was from California, um, so it's definitely interesting. Number four on this list, y'all, this one's so exciting. Allie Jennings, a wide receiver transfer from Old Dominion, he takes an official visit to Virginia Tech last weekend. He had offers from Arkansas, Rutgers, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Wazoo, Colorado, the newly coached by Deion Sanders, Colorado, Louisville, Duke, and Mississippi State. Jennings was a standout at Highland Springs High School in Richmond, Virginia. A lot of Highland Springs fellas have come through Virginia Tech, and he originally committed and played actually for our rival, the West Virginia Mountaineers. He had over 2,000 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns during his time in Norfolk playing for the Monarchs. And he kind of – he ate our lunch this – No, it's great. I'm so glad you brought it up. I like, mean, we – so you can go ahead and you can look at this guy if you know nothing about Virginia Tech football and you're just like, oh, Virginia Tech got this guy, Ali Jennings. He had 54 catches, 959 yards, nine touchdowns, 17.8 uh, yards of reception. You know, Tech, good, good self-scout. Well, Tech actually got a great look at Allie Jennings when we when we played against Old Dominion. He had five catches for 122 yards. It was one of those uh, – I felt like I was watching Cam Phillips out there. Just throw the ball up. The guy's going to come down with it. So I'm excited that he will be playing for us and not against us 
as we face off against the uh, the Monarchs again. So, I mean, um, yeah. The wide receiver woes that we have had. When was our last time we had an 1,000-yard receiver? Isaiah? No, it was Cam. Cam Phillips. Cam. Right. Yeah, it was Cam. You, know, you get a guy who has 2,000 receiving yards over the last two years. Um, that's special. And he lit up both Tech and UVA in September. So, you know, over 200 total receiving yards and a couple touchdowns. I think everyone's pretty fired up for Ollie Jennings and uh, Coach Mines. Well done uh, making sure he coach, – Coach Mines was selling Virginia Tech. You know, he said, hey, Ollie Jennings, I know I got to coach you at, at Old Dominion. Let's uh, let's smell the coffee here in Blacksburg and see what we can do. And uh, we're going to we're gonna tee you up with a very talented uh, quarterback prospect as well. So, Grayson, uh, finish. Real, finish. real quick, I just uh, while we're getting excited here – let me just read you a couple of the performances that Ali Jennings had. We talked about the five catches for 122 against Virginia Tech. Another Cam Phillips par- parallel. Cam, Cam Phillips made ECU. He was basically ECU's daddy. Well, Ali Jennings said, I'm your stepdaddy. He had eight catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns against ECU. That's another performance. Four catches for 140 yards against Arkansas State with a touchdown. Eight catches for 129 against Liberty with a touchdown. Nine catches for 130 yards against Georgia State with a touchdown. Um, this is exactly what the doctor has ordered. But who can get this guy the ball? Is it going to be Grant Wells? Is it going to be our friend William Pop Watson the third? Or we have another option. That who and this one's that? this one's fresh off the boat. Like two two and a half hours ago, Kieran Jones. Hashtag Kyron. We Kyron. Kyron. We're not going to edit it. We prepped. No, no, we prepped it. <laughs> Kyron Jones. Kyron Jones. All right. Hey, it's it's day one, gentlemen. Come on. Kyron. We got a uh, Kyron Jones. Are we going to call him Kyrian Lannister? <laughs> it is that it is that time of the year. I will say this though about Kyron Jones. Hashtag Texas to VT. It's so back. Go get a shirt. Yeah, that's there. right. They're back live on the website as of this present moment. Originally from Pearlin, Texas, just transferred to Virginia Tech from Baylor. He was a Baylor Bear. Drones is a former four-star quarterback. He stands at 6'2", he's 223 pounds. And last season for the Bears, he didn't see too much playing time, but he did have 219 total yards and recorded one rushing touchdown. I watched a little bit of his film earlier from the game. He scored that touchdown. He can move. He's shifty. Uh, you know, QB competition is always a good thing, and we are going to have that this spring in Blacksburg. So give me all that. I love it. But we got five guys in the boat. It's a very, very exciting time right now. Former Elite 11 talent, which is always good to see. Um, And I know that this guy coming in next year, I mean, he is every bit of of 6'2", 223. The guy just looks – Looks like someone that uh, someone that could knock you over. Um, yeah, I think uh, it was Bruce Feldman was saying on Twitter that he looks like a linebacker. Looks like he's you know about to join Coach Pry's linebacking room. But um, you get this guy, you get Ollie Jennings. All of a sudden, you have a one-two punch. You know, I, um, and we're not going to go out and say that this is Kobe and Shaq. But <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But we are excited for the opportunity here. Um, you know, he does not have that much experience playing college football. He doesn't. You know, that that's where Virginia Tech fans are going to need to level set expectations. But there is a high upside with this quarterback. And we sold him on playing time. That, that's what you have to you have to imagine. You know, he's a talented guy. He wants to get out there on the field. He's gonna have one year with Ali Jennings, and it's gonna be a comp- competition in the spring. With him and Grant Wells, I know. Uh, I saw a couple couple tweets. You know, should should we let him kind of learn in this system uh, next year and then be ready to go the following year? But I think you got to play him. You know, he's not 18 years old. He's a talented guy with a high ceiling. We sold him on playing time. I would have to imagine. Um, you know, Coach Bowen going down there and and uh, selling him on that. And we only have one year of Ollie Jennings as well. So I hope uh, I hope it's an awesome spring of quarterback competition. And uh, we will see who arises uh, as the number one uh, quarterback here at Virginia Tech. But uh, Drone strike. Oh. Drone strike. Could be a hit. 
Yeah, I think that's such a got our parents' t-shirts. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be saying that on the broadcasts um, for, <laughs> yeah. for a multitude of reasons. Right. But uh, a quote from uh, from him after his commitment uh, was he did say uh, with him Tyler Bowen being him when he came to Waco to see me there was a vibe or a connection that happened right away and he wanted to get to know me beyond football. And then the other Virginia Tech coaches gave me the most love out of any other school. And I could tell I was their number one priority. That's all I wanted. It feels good. feels right. I hope to bring them a quarterback who knows how to win. I hope to bring Virginia Tech wins and championships. Love that. Uh, Kyron says that he chose Virginia Tech over BYU, Indiana, Northwestern, and Kentucky. And again, I just want to say this. With every person that comes in, it's A, going to be a competition. B, we're going to see. We've seen his high school tape. We've seen limited tape from Baylor. And this goes for everybody that's 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 been recruited. But at the end of the day, we're getting more talented people into the room, which is going to increase competition. It's going to make everybody better. And we're excited to see how that uh how that pans out. So great 48 hours. I have to tip my cap to the recruiting department. I have to tip my cap to Coach Pry. Um and uh just, just really excited, really exciting time for uh, for tech football. Pat is so excited he's on mute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. The uh, the Texas quarterbacks at Virginia Tech continue. I guess this is number is this number four now that uh, has either played for or committed to Virginia Tech. You know, you go back. Jump back in the time machine to Michael Brewer. Obviously, he transferred to Tech from Texas Tech. Gerard Evans was a Texas uh, born and bred quarterback. And then, uh, obviously, D. Davis had committed to Tech at one point. And now we are – D. Davis committed in fall of 2019. Now we are on to a uh, another transfer portal Texas quarterback again. So, Texas does have good quarterbacks. I don't think anyone can, uh, can deny that. What I want to say about – this portal class right now at Virginia Tech, this is this is the foundation that we've been talking about. This is the uh, extremely important part of the program that is being addressed, which I'm very, very happy about. You know, I know I came on this podcast earlier in the year and quite frankly, very frustrated about our lack of action in the portal last year. If you look at the rankings, we were ranked number 67 in the entire country, um, you know, having a portal class, not what we needed to do uh, in year one, in my opinion. And I know rebuilding Virginia is important and we got a lot of Virginia talent, uh, you know, on the horizon here, but this action right here and getting these guys Jennings and drones out of the transfer portal is what we are all super excited for. So, so more of this, we have a top 10, Portal class right now puts us as like tied for seventh, technically tied for fifth uh, in the country as far as the transfer portal goes. So that is extremely exciting. And uh, I'm looking to see the momentum continue. Now, speaking of the portal, just so we can uh, provide some, some updates. I know that this is kind of a moving target here. Grayson, who from Virginia Tech is currently in the portal as of right now? In no particular order, DJ Harvey, Keyshawn Artis, Jason Brown, Lakeem Rudolph, Caleb Smith, Armani Chapman, uh, Stretch Carroll, William Kakavitsas, Tyler Matheny, Tink Boyd, Enzo Anthony, Eli Adams, and Desmond Mahmoudi. And some 13. context here, I want to I want to tip my cap to our friend uh, Tim Thomas, who did some reporting on Caleb Smith. So Caleb Smith has not ruled out coming back to Virginia Tech, um, as we always say. When we say things like this, I came on this podcast and I said, I would love to see Caleb Smith play another year of football. He has decided he's going to play another year of football. Taking that step further, I would love to see Caleb Smith see it through at Virginia Tech. Ultimately, obviously, going to respect any decision that he decides to make. Um, but I would assume that he is a priority to try to get back on this roster and would be huge to have on this roster again. Um Again, I think he is a talented wide receiver, underutilized last year. Obviously, we know the struggles that the offense had as we look to turn that over and score some points, make some big plays, stretch the ball down the field. I think Caleb Smith has a chance to be a big part of that. Let me stop talking like that because that's weird. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the other things to be excited about. 
Mr. Social Media, Coach Glover, announced via Twitter, quote, Blacksburg pin drop emoji at Hokies FB visit this Wednesday, double exclamation mark emoji. So reading the not so uh, not so hidden message tea leaves there, it appears that uh, Coach Glover and Tony Grimes will be making their way to Blacksburg. Yes, on Wednesday, which is extremely exciting. Tony Grimes, one of the best recruits in the state of Virginia when he was in high school. Another one that we had was Daniel Coles, the number one athlete in the state of Virginia from his Twitter. Hmm. Go Hokies, turkey emoji, turkey emoji, six eyeball emojis. Look, I'm the first one to make fun of Twitter. I'm the first one to make fun of guys looking for retweets and everything else. But not only are we getting guys in the boat, but we're also getting guys excited to talk about Virginia Tech. Uh, It seems like it's a movement. It's awesome. Uh, And then one more to keep an eye on. I do think this is a Clemson lean, um, but we are in the top two for the Dutch Fork running back from South Carolina. Again, it's between us and Clemson when you're listening to this on Tuesday or whenever you're listening to it. He's committing on Tuesday. So we will find out where Jarvis Green is taking his talents as well. Um, so that's, that's uh, that does it for recruiting. Pat, go ahead. I was going to say, that's another good name. Good, excuse me, good name, Jarvis it Green. Is. Aiden Green, Jarvis Green. Darion Green, that's a throwback. (laughs) Eric Green, there's two of them. (laughs) Okay, so uh, speaking of Green, are you guys excited? Great transition. I got to give you some love. Great. Speaking of Green, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. You know why? Why, Pat? No, you're not going to say why. Why, why Pat? <laughs> because the Carolina Panthers have an outside chance of making the playoffs and winning the NFC South. That's why. Okay? Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. I'm pretty excited about this. I know that there's a lot of good football on on Sunday. Some are saying it's the best slate all year. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SOS. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I'll tell you what else I saw this week was uh, Braylon Johnson and take uh, look, we're not the we're not the name experts. Take, 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 take he two commits in our Virginia class right now. They won the state championship. So shout out to Highland Springs and Coach Johnson as well. Uh, they won the state championship and then took a picture holding the our state flag. That like kicked off the whole weekend. That was like the first thing they got everybody fired up. Pat's got two hands in the air, so I know he's got something to add. But that was uh, that was dope. I like seeing that. Doing what Highland Springs does best: winning championships. You got the Highland Springs guys coming into Virginia Tech. You got Ollie Jennings coming to Virginia Tech, and you got a quarterback who wants to come to Virginia Tech and win championships. Uh, salute to the guys at Highland Springs for getting it done again, and all the other. Uh, classes of uh, Virginia football and state championships. I know, uh, I know there was a big weekend for a lot of a lot of high school football talent. Absolutely. And what was also awesome, shifting our focus to basketball. Look, we're going to cover this at a very high level. Keep an eye out for the Hokie Hoops pod that is being recorded here in the next few hours, I believe, as I look over to Ed and his recliner. Hard at work getting ready for that, uh, for that Hokie Hoops pod. Um, but the basketball team, they're winning. 
basketball team defeated Carolina 80-72 to in a game where they led by 19 points at one time. Yes, Armando Baycott did not play. No, I don't care. They beat Carolina. They handled business. Um, again, up by 20 at some point. Great to handle business. Castle Coliseum was on fire. Pat and I were both there. Awesome, awesome, awesome to see. Awesome environment. And then a few days later, Virginia Tech handled Dayton, who was a preseason top 25 team. Talking about injuries, Dayton has been decimated by injuries. Their two guards, who are extremely talented, were both out of the game. They basically played five forwards the whole game. They tried to do some bully ball. At the beginning of the game, it looked like, oh, man, how are we going to get any rebounds? How are we going to handle it in the paint? And Virginia Tech said, hold my beer if I'm over 21 years old. They won the game 77-49, to 49, controlled the pace, controlled everything, and um, just a fantastic game to watch. You saw Darius Maddox got uh, was able to see the ball go through the hoop a few times, which is going to be huge for this team moving forward. Um, was able to handle business. And then I headed to Brooklyn. Shout out to my guy, Patrick. He uh, – is is kind of blown away by my attendance and so am I at some of these basketball games but I got in the truck I drove up to New Jersey to check out uh, the Oklahoma State game in Brooklyn shout out to Matt Rivera shout out to Steve Shanley and my father who made the trip with me we had an awesome awesome time there were plenty of Hokies there shout out Eric Anasto Joey Sullivan Chris uh, Monaco it was a great group of Hokies there had the opportunity to meet up with uh, Mrs. Wessler as well. She's incredible. She'll be coming on the show also um, here in the next couple of days. But it was a lot of fun. Tech ended up winning the game 70-65. to 65. They controlled the game for most of it. It got close around the eight to like three-minute mark. Um, Oklahoma State was huge. They had a, a seven-footer that was giving us a little bit of trouble. They got in the uh, double bonus pretty early in the second half of that game. We are able to get it close. But – Again, uh, a great win for Tech at a neutral site in the Barclays Center. It was awesome to look up in the rafters, and you see Jay-Z's up there. You see Bon Jovi's up there. You see Virginia Tech Hokies, ACC champions, hanging in the banner. More banners than the Nets have in their entire existence. Not to take a shot at the Nets, but it's just a fact. It's just a fact. Hokies repping a championship in the banners all the way in Brooklyn, New York. Great turnout. Great fun. I ended up leaving. So the way the tickets work is I could have gone to all four of the games. Iona was playing, I think, St. Bonaventure before us. Came in for the Tech game. And I said, hey, let's stick around for this Tennessee-Maryland game. Two top, t- top 10, top 12 teams. And uh, at halftime, Tennessee was winning by like 22, 25 points. And my dad turns to me, look. Russ Mitchell, notably, not a basketball guy. He goes, hey, son, this is about enough basketball for me. We're going to leave. So we ended up hitting a diner. Of course, game gets close. Tennessee wins by two or three points. Um, but a great couple of uh, great couple of weeks here for the men and the women's basketball team. I, I, just a couple general themes or questions moving forward here. I would just like to observe that Grant Basile had been fairly ridiculed by Coach Young and some folks on Twitter for his defensive play, um, lack of aggression at some points. He's a completely different player. Uh, he is a completely different player than he was in the first few weeks. He's aggressive. He is danger. He, he makes you guard him the entire floor. He's a threat from the three-point line. He's a threat inside the paint. Um, he's a great passer. So Grandpa Silly's kind of renaissance here has been amazing. And with every game, the – the uh what's the word that i'm looking for just kind of the the vibe the consistency the smoothliness of our offense continues to improve so uh i really want to shout out grant Pasilli, who's really transformed his game over the last few weeks grayson go ahead yeah uh i guess a question that all hokies are asking themselves right now uh is when rodney rice is healthy what kind of difference maker will he be in a relatively established rotation. I mean, the guys that are on the floor right now coming off the bench, I never have to worry about any of them because they're all ballers. They're all playmakers. They all contribute to what it is that we're doing. Uh, And when you have Rodney coming in, he's supposed to be that dude. Uh, And I just, I I wonder what that's going to look like. Um, I also (laughs) wonder when he's going to be back because I don't think really 
anyone has a clear definitive timeline on that. So Yeah, and also it it it, it kind of factors into the fact that Sean Padula, while playing amazing, he won the uh MVP of the game in Oklahoma State. He played fantastic. Um he's playing like 37, 39 minutes a game. And that is a huge load for someone that is a for for anybody, but especially a sophomore. And he stepped up to the plate, and that is awesome. Um, but if this team is going to continue to get better, continue to compete, especially in ACC play, um, which is, I want to just point out, a very winnable conference this year. The best, the two best teams reside in the state of Virginia. Um, Coach Greenberg said it at halftime during the Oklahoma State game, the ACC runs through the Commonwealth of Virginia. That is a fact. That is a bona fide fact. Virginia is fantastic this year. Virginia Tech has been amazing this year. Um, and the ACC, I mean, Louisville may not win a single game. Florida State, they're like 1-11. and um, And you just look up and down the list and you're saying, okay, like we have a real chance to be 16-1 and when we head to Charlottesville here in early January. So, you know, just got to keep on keeping on. And uh, the health and the relief of Sean Padula with some of these minutes is going to be key for this team. Yeah, you know, mentioning um... – how down the ACT is this year. That's why it's so important that we beat Oklahoma state the way we did. And we took care of business against Dayton and we got that win in Charleston against old dominion and, and Penn state. You know, those are games that, you know, November, December games could go either way, come down to the wire. And like, for example, the Charleston game that could have happened multiple times, you know, that could have happened in Carolina. That could have happened in, in uh, the, um, the Oklahoma state game. And our guys, just had more in the tank and were able to close out these games and playing meaningful winning December basketball games out of conferences. Uh, just really good to see. One more, uh, one more that you didn't mention was Penn state. Penn state. No, you did, oh, you did. Okay. Uh, then I, I apologize, but I do want to mention that Penn state also beat Illinois at Illinois. Crushed Illinois. Crushed Illinois on the road. I think they won by like 17 or 15 points. Um, which is good for the for the Q1, Q2 rankings. For those of you following the Ken Palm stuff, um, that win is looking better and better. And hopefully when Carolina gets healthy, they'll jump into the quadrant one. We just need them to get. We need Carolina to win. I, I, I don't say that very often, but I would like to see Carolina get some get some wins here and, uh, and look better on the resume. And we're going to get Duke at home and on the road, and we're going to get UVA at home and on the road. And those are going to be uh... – Probably the four four toughest games remaining on our schedule here. I know Miami is also going to be a tough out with Isaiah Wong uh, returning for his 12th year. (laughs) I think Wong's – I saw on the Ross team 45 today, is Wong like averaging 23 in his last few games. Um, So, I mean, that guy's always been a problem, and I know uh, he'll probably give us some more trouble. Those Miami games last year were fun. Buzzer beater, essentially, uh, you know, the away team going into the home home court and uh, knocking off the ho- the uh, the host in buzzer beater fashion. Uh, so that'll be fun. <laughs> and you mentioned this, Pat. Um, we've been asking for it. Top twenty five. The Hokies enter the top twenty five um, at number twenty four, right? Number twenty four. Twenty four. That's right. Twenty four. Number right. twenty four. And in the Ross. Report. In the Rothstein report, Rothstein's got him in the, at 27. So uh, in the famous words of, of Dory from Finding Nemo, it's not just keep swimming, swimming. it's just keep winning, and things will work itself out. So did, did, did Dory say that in the movie? Didn't she say just keep swimming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you just got to switch one word. Uh, okay. I also want to talk about our women's basketball team, and first of all, we're going to highlight them off of the court. Their podcast, Queens of Castle, has been so, so fun to follow along. They just had on Coach Kenny Brooks, um, which is a great interview. Go ahead and check that out if you can. And then another thing they did great is they today, today being Monday, December 12th, they partnered up. I said, hey, you know, what, uh, what way can we get you guys involved with Alumni Hall? How can we make that happen? And they said, you know what, like holidays are coming up, Toys for Tots. I'd love to do something for Toys for Tots. So Alumni Hall was able to set up a Toys for Tots drive. Uh, Georgia and Liz met up with some fans. Uh, They collected two bins worth of toys that will be donated to those uh, in need to make sure that they are able to enjoy the holiday season, make sure they have something under their Christmas trees. Um, It was beautiful. It was awesome. Uh, I want to shout them out. And I also want to shout out 
couple of mem- members of the women's uh, soccer team headed out and supported them, which was great. Uh, loved to see that, especially where there aren't that many students on campus. So we had a lot of locals come out um, and participate in that. So head on over to Alumni Hall, use code SUNS10 for 10% off of your order on Alumni Hall items, or go in and let them know that the Sons of Saturday sent you and you'll get 10% off as well. Um, but go ahead. How, how sweet it is to be the number six team in the country. The right. Lady Say it Hokies. again. Say it again. Say it number again. six, baby. Highest ranking for the Lady Hokies ever. No mm-hmm. one has ever done this before. Already having a historical season, you have George Amore who comes out and has the first triple-double in Hokies women's basketball history. I mean, shout out to Coach Kenny Brooks and his staff and the culture and these players. It's all going right. It's a very, very exciting time for our women's basketball program. And I I, I think we're going to do some damage. I really do think we can do some damage and cut in and final four, question mark? Don't know. Would be sweet. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go to the game. Uh, men play Grambling State on Saturday, and the women face off against number five, Notre Dame. Um, I'm just going to say this. This is I – don't, I don't even think it's a probability. The most significant regular season game in the history of basketball at Virginia Tech. To have those two teams come in with the expectations of these two teams, how well they're playing right now, and facing off in Castle Coliseum, I encourage you, if you are local to Blacksburg or even need to make a little bit of a trip, I'm in Fairfax and I'm making this trip to go watch the girls play. So go out, support them. If you can't make it out, make sure you tune in on Sunday at 4 o'clock. Uh, Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame, a top 10 matchup in Castle Coliseum. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Bill, didn't you have a hot take? Did you have a Did you have a spicy take here? I just said it. Most significant see, uh, regular season game in the history of basketball at Virginia Tech. But you had told me you did some research. This is not the first time that a top 10 matchup has occurred in Casa Coliseum. Pat, the last time that this happened, I'm not even telling you this because you're the one that told me. But you had told me that this is the first time that this has happened since 1996. I was born in 1996. And the UMass Minutemen, I think they're the Minutemen, they came in and they played against Virginia Tech, who was ranked number 10. We were uh, we were ranked number 10. They were ranked number one. Who coached that team, Pat? The UMass Fighting Amhersts. Fighting Calipari's. Actually, and this is a uh, – I'm going to cite my source. This was Evan Hughes and Damian research, and mm-hmm. I was – I was just the messenger. I was the uh, the vehicle to deliver this news. John Calipari was on this team. Marcus Camby at 31 and 10. On the team? He was coaching coaching the team. <laughs> John Calipari at point guard, bringing it up. <laughs> he was coaching this game. Uh, yeah, UMass was number one. Tech was number 10. Now, what's funny, too, is that this game occurred on none other than February 26th. February 26th is the, uh, the day that Virginia Tech always defeats Duke. In basketball, if you check, uh, if you check Virginia Tech versus Duke uh, over the last, you know, decade and change, I think we've beaten Duke three times on February 26th. So funny to see it, it, it happening on that date. Um, so yeah, exciting stuff. Big time game for the women. I know we have Grambling State on on Saturday. Is Grambling a verb? Does one gramble? I know it's. <laughs> That is an amazing question, and I am going to Google. Grambling it. State is in Grambling, Louisiana, um, and it one just, gramble just kind of sounds like you know something that could be a verb. Grambled eggs. Uh, let's move. So, I, Pat, you're right. Uh, grambling means to complain about someone or something in an in an annoyed way. So, one can say that uh, I right, gramble yeah. at bad service at restaurants. It's I don't transition. Okay. To out to lunch. <laughs> presented by Roots Natural Kitchen. Now I'm gonna gramble a little bit here about about some things, but first I gotta let you guys know that Roots Natural Kitchen has a new Fairfax location. If you haven't been, what are you doing? Go check it out. Now, if you head into the Fairfax location, you say, Hey, I want a Balboa, I want an El Jefe, I want, you know, any other bowls from this extensive menu. You can take 40%, 40% off of your order with the code Nova Suns. Again, Nova Suns. We are showing some love to the Nova community. Uh, take 
40% off of your order in the Roots app, Nova Suns. You could use it one time in December in Fairfax. Now, out to lunch. I'm going to gramble about the Heisman Committee uh, for not putting Hendon Hooker uh, in New York. I think that's whether you thought he was going to win the trophy or not, that doesn't really matter. I do think he deserved to be in the top four and get that trip to New York and get to gallivant around the city like the other guys did. I got to tell you, Stetson Bennett, you know, I know Billy, uh, you have, yeah, we're going to, we're going to disagree in a second, but go ahead. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anti Stetson Bennett. I did think the varsity jacket was kind of pretty goofy. Why? Uh, (laughs) Why? Because he's like 29. (laughs) I mean, if our 29 year old quarterback went to the Heisman trophy celebration and wore a varsity jacket, it would be sick. I'm glad that he didn't wear one of these NIL deal Nike swoosh hoodies that all these other guys wore. I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Okay. uh, Some awkward pictures. The pictures were awkward. They were. You know, I felt uncomfortable and I was just thinking, you know, who would look cooler? holding the trophy in this picture, Hendon Hooker. For the the record, it's kind of a good thing maybe, though, that those pictures were uncomfortable because three out of the four of those guys are playing for the college football playoff. You shouldn't be friendly with any of those guys. I like that. I like that. You shouldn't be friendly with any of those guys. No fraternizing. Okay. Yeah, no fraternizing. I mean, Caleb's not playing for once, so, you know, have fun, kid, with the trophy. We're going to play for a real title, you know? No painted, no painted uh, fingernails for uh, Caleb Williams. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, like be humble, dude. Come on, what's your deal? I, I, you too. Stop crushing these kids. Hey, <laughs> hey, I wanted Caleb Williams to win the Heisman. I saw that man beat the crap out of Notre Dame, and it was really sweet. So, you know, sorry, Pat. Sorry, <laughs> Brian Finn. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Okay, out last to lunch. point. Last point. I just want to get okay. this point out. The thing that I can't stand is – Stetson Bennett, it wasn't his fault. He was at the Heisman Trophy celebration. Um, so I did not like the – and I didn't say – you weren't doing this, Pat. But a lot of people were vilifying Stetson Bennett. Very similar to the Brittany Griner situation. Do I love how it was handled? No. But does Brittany – is it Brittany Griner's fault that she's headed home? No. So we don't need to vilify Brittany Griner. Don't vilify the person that didn't make the decision that is reaping the benefits of what happened. So pro Stetson Bennett – Take your weird pictures. He could he could show up in a toddler, um, you know, onesie. And you know what? He'll have those pictures forever. So it's Stetson Bennett. Got to cut the guy some slack here. Nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> out to lunch. This was on Sunday, December 4th, but I haven't had the chance to talk about this yet. Uh, the shot clocks in Tennessee were uh, broken. Bad. Uh, held up the game for 15 to 20 minutes. Like, you're a story women's basketball program in a storied venue like Tennessee, how do you have shot clocks that don't work? Like I I said, Hey, what are they trying to do here? Maybe this is some weird icing. Let's catch them off guard tactic. Definitely not the case. (sighs) Weird, weird things have happened. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, that was my, my uncle was present at that game and he was like, I literally had to hop on a plane. I I, I missed the end of the game because the shot clocks were broken. So Tennessee, like, come on, we got to figure that out. One of the cooler things about that game um, was at the men's game, everybody was in the concourse. We talk about how fun the concourse was. The concourse was fun during that game. So we have the North Carolina game on, and we have hundreds of people in the hallways watching this game before they head into the North Carolina game. Um, it's really cool. It's really awesome. And then they showed the final score in, in Kaskasi and place went nuts. I wish somebody got a video of that. Um, but uh, really, really cool. Two amazing basketball teams worth your attention, um, so schedule accordingly. Moving on, another team that deserves some attention here is the wrestling team. Virginia Tech upset the number fourth ranked, according to Flow Wrestling, uh, Missouri at Castle Coliseum. And I'm just going to say this. You want to talk about people that are out to lunch? Look at Billy Ray, Pat, and Grayson. I know nothing about wrestling. Zero. I know you got to put the guy in his back. I know that if you're in college, the last person you want to pick a fight with is a wrestler. They will beat you up. I don't care how small they are. I don't care how big you are. They will make you look stupid. So do not fight a wrestler. Life advice. That was free. That's free game. Um, but we're going to find somebody who can speak more eloquently on the wrestling topic. We're going to find a subject matter expert. Um, but for now, go wrestling. Pin the other guy. 
and Tech's doing that. So shout out to Virginia Tech Wrestling. And also, also, Virginia Tech is the home of the Rugby National Championship for the second year in a row. Second time in a row, the rest of the rugby team has won the national championship. Shout out to our rugby team. Got to be honest, had no idea it was happening. It happened. Had no idea it happened last year. It happened. So shout out to the rugby team uh, winning in the natty. They got their own segment today on uh, the Packer, Packers show, ACC PM, which is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Cool unis, um, too. Cool uniforms those guys were wearing. Couldn't, t- couldn't tell you. I know what their uniforms look like, but I'll take, I'll take a look. I will <laughs> take a look. Um, we're moving over to the Letters for Lunch Pail, brought to you by nobody. If you want to sponsor this segment, let us know. Slide in the DMs. We can promote your business. But, Pat, we have one from your blood, your friend, my seatmate. I also forgot to shout them out. Shout out to the Finn family. Both uh, – Kevin, Gene, and Kevin's brother and his lovely wife, they all made it out to the game. No Kathleen. She sat it out. She sat Kenny, it out. Kenny and Karen. Former Kenny. letter winners. Kenny. Special Kenny, soccer. Karen, volleyball. <laughs> an, athlete, an, an, an athletic family, nonetheless. But let's get to Kevin's question. <laughs> what was Kevin's question? What recruiting grade does Pry get so far in trying to win back the state? How long until we are back to getting several top 10 kids every year? Currently, for 2023, because you know, here's the thing. I, I don't necessarily think we can we can evaluate 2022. I know, I know that um, you know. Coach Pry was hired last week of November, and it was, hey, let's retain these guys. And he did a good job of retaining most of the talent there. Um, but I know he, those weren't guys that he recruited to Virginia Tech. Um, so we'll look at uh, we'll look at 2023 here in a vacuum. We have Christian Williams, who's the number 17 recruit in the country at a collegiate. We got country or state, state, state Thank of Virginia. <laughs> it's getting late over here. We got Cameron Fleming. From Trinity Episcopal in Richmond. He's the number 20 recruit in the state of Virginia. And then uh, we have a crystal ball for Elijah Hughes out of Arlington, Washington Liberty up there. Used to used to run laps on that track all the time when I lived in A-Town. Good times. That's three guys out of the top 20 in 2023. You know, um, that's, that's improvement from earlier on in the cycle when it seemed like we had a lot of guys, you know, in the tw- between 20 and 40. Um, if I'm throwing at a grade, I think, I think for 2024, we need to see a lot less Penn state and a lot less Carolina on these rankings. Um, cause that's really what it is right now. You know, there's, there's way too much Carolina blue and Penn state Nittany lion blue on the state of Virginia rankings for 2023. Uh, I, I would give coach Pry a, a B at this point. Um, you know, you got to get in those living rooms really, really early in these processes. And, you know, if they've made up their mind about Notre Dame or, or Pittsburgh or Carolina or Penn state, you know, when they're sophomores or juniors and, you know, they've, they've had a relationship for a long time with whoever was recruiting them. It's hard to, hard to get them to flip. Um, so I think, you know, 2024, 2025, that's where we'll have a, a better idea of how we want to evaluate, um, coach Pry and, uh, you know, the footprint, but, you know, mainly Virginia, hashtag VA to VT. Uh, I will say that um, just to give you guys an idea of what classes in the past looked like, um, you know, we'll do like the past six years. Uh, you know, it, it, this exercise is going to take too long. We'll, we'll, we'll do this uh, next week. We'll get Matei on, um, and we'll we'll hop in and talk about uh, talk about Virginia a little bit more. We actually have have a project on Virginia that we want to do about Virginia talent in general over the over the past decade. One of the things that you know is, I think I've brought this up before, is the lack of quarterbacks that have come out of the state of Virginia over the last decade plus, and how that's been you know kind of relevant to Virginia Tech's performance uh, in general. You know, we we were blessed to have. Michael Vick and Marcus Vick and Brian Randall and Logan Thomas and Tyrod. And those were all Virginia guys and they were really good at winning football games. And, uh, you know, once we hopefully see some, uh, 
talent get re-upped in the state of Virginia from a quarterback perspective, I think that will pay dividends for us as well. But that's just an aside. Grant Watson. What will happen first? Virginia Tech basketball team, men or women, go to a Final Four. (laughs) Or Virginia Tech football makes the 12-team college football playoff. It's a really good question. Can we talk through it real quick? Let's talk. So we're going to do a podcast here about kind of what the college football playoff means to college football. And the fact that the college football playoff is opening the door for teams that are not blue bloods to have a chance to compete for a national title. You're seeing it with TCU. You've seen it with Utah. You've seen it with Washington over the years. Um, Obviously the road is a little bit more difficult than it would have been before with the ACC doing away with the coastal and Atlantic divisions. With that said, the fact that our women's team is awesome right now and our men's team is awesome right now too. I just think the nature of college basketball and what coach Brooks has assembled. I feel like there's a lot, I feel like it's more even now, like the, the, the path to get there. If you're looking at it without, you know, looking at the rebuild that coach Pry is going to have to do versus, you know, the established culture that Kenny Brooks has established and that Mike Young has established. If I had to guess, I, I, I would, I would say basketball. That, that would be my guess. Um, I'm assuming you guys both would, would say the same. But I, I think the, the, the exercise definitely raises the point that it's the path is easier for the Virginia Techs, for the um, – who else could we put in there besides Virginia Tech? Ole Miss, um, Oklahoma State, Oregon. The path is easier than it's been over the course of, of time with, uh, with 12 rather than four. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I like. I think we are. We all agree on that for sure. Uh, you know, Prize got. It's a very good question. Prize got. I mean, he's already starting on the right path. To, I mean, the last thirty six hours have been great, but you can recruit, but you got to win football games. I mean, you saw what happened to UNC. Mac Brown was signing great recruiting classes, some of the top talent in the nation. He didn't win. You know, nothing ever really happened there. So it it has to translate to an on-field product. And we just – we don't know yet. But with, And what's, with crazy, my- what's crazy to think about, too, is that in this new system, you would have – Kansas State would be in the playoff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kansas State is in the playoff. North Carolina would have made the playoff if they beat Clemson. Um, so, there, you know, it definitely has a chance for – for chaos everywhere. Purdue would have made the national would have made the national championship playoff if they had beaten Michigan. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's an easier path than it has been in the past. Um, moving on to Sharky shoutouts, guys, that's a fun podcast. That's a lot of positivity. I like that. Let's do, let's do that again. <laughs> let's do that more. Uh, Coach Mike Leach um, is currently facing, facing a health scare. I think a lot of people have seen that on Twitter uh, that man's a college football national treasure. I mean, just I, I love him talking about the Halloween candy and and just I mean, he's just a really, really funny guy. Uh, I think his players love him. And obviously, you know, it's very scary what's going on right now with him. So to his family, thinking, praying about the Leach family and all the college football fans, I'm, I imagine share that sentiment. Um, number two here. Shout out to Mike Young and Coach Kenny Brooks. Kenny Brooks and Mike Young are kicking ass, for the lack of a better term, right now. I mean, it is it's going very, very well. Hokey Hoops is it. I hope those trains both keep just barreling down the tracks. And then to anyone who is transferring currently in the transfer portal or is transferring to Virginia Tech, I mean, those young men, those student-athletes, uh, are making decisions that are the best for them, and I will always respect that. And I, I you know, we we lost some guys that maybe I didn't think we'd lose to the transfer portal, but again, they're they're doing what's best for them. So I, I wish them all the best of luck. For my last shout out, I want to shout out three student athletes from Virginia Tech women's soccer team who are going to be starting a podcast: and Taylor Price, Tori Powell, and Taylor Bryan. It's going to be called the Upper Nine T. Get it? Upper 90, that's a soccer term. Three chicks whose name starts with a T. They're doing a podcast, so make sure you check that out. Uh, they are recording their first podcast tomorrow. Should be a ton of fun. 
Um, really excited about all of the student athletes who are making, uh, increasing their brand, getting on a podcast and making a difference in the community. So um, shout out to them. Really, really excited about that. And I just have one shout out to uh, to my friends at Google Fiber. They're coming tomorrow. I'm getting Google Fiber. I'm kicking AT&T to the curb. Had some I'm excited horrible, about this. Had some horrible Wi-Fi experiences. It, it has made podcasting somewhat frustrating every now and then. So uh, bring on in the fiber. I'm, I'm eating cereal with extra fiber tomorrow morning. Oh Let's my go. gosh. <laughs> That's podcast. Yep. Like, subscribe, comment. Hit us up on YouTube if you want to see these three great-looking podcasters in three different states. Um, and uh, we will talk to you all soon. Go Hokes! It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know what you're thinking. to you.